one of the reasons to prioritize whey is that it has pretty effectively been proven to increase muscle mass. And when paired with the proper strength training exercise, that it is a beneficial protein supplement for body composition change. Welcome to the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast with DIY healthy lifestyle blogger, Anna Fulmer, empowering you to transform your life one imperfect day at a time. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. I am your host, Anna Fulmer. Today, we are chatting all about choosing the best protein powder. If you are just listening for the first time, we have been doing an ongoing series on protein, my very, very favorite macronutrient. After protein, we have fat and carbs. There's plenty of podcast episodes talking more about macronutrients. Just search macronutrients if you're interested in learning more about tracking macros as opposed to counting calories. But today, we are going to cut through the clutter of protein supplements and discover how to choose the best protein powder for weight loss and muscle build. I need to ask you a question. When was the last time you Googled or maybe even just thought in your head, what is the best protein powder to fill in the blank? Maybe it is, which is the best protein powder to lose weight? Perhaps you are searching for a protein powder to help you gain weight by building muscle. These two are not mutually exclusive, by the way. If you missed my first two posts on protein in this mini series, then be sure to give them a read. In the truth about protein and weight loss, I broke down exactly how much protein your body really needs in a day. We also chatted about the key to protein bioavailability in terms of muscle synthesis. The bottom line is protein is not created equal. And if you are specifically interested in protein to whittle your waist, stay lean, lose inches by building muscle, then you need to understand protein bioavailability. That was talked about in the second part of the series called the best protein sources for weight loss, where we broke down dietary sources with the best protein bioavailability for animal and plant-based diets alike. So again, if this is the first episode in this series, so far this is three, episode number three on protein, then you need to understand this, that in order to truly benefit from the food that we are eating, in this case, the protein, we are trying to pursue complete proteins. Those are the proteins that contain all nine amino acids that our body cannot produce on its own and must be consumed through our diets. Now, enter protein powder or protein supplements. I don't know about you, but the last time that I strolled down the proverbial protein powder aisle, it was overwhelming. There's a lot of colorful stickers making flashy promises. One scoop of this a day and the fat will melt away. But in reality, simply consuming more protein is not enough. Simply replacing a meal with a protein shake is not enough. It does not matter if you don't understand what you are eating and why. Consuming more protein without creating demand, first of all, with muscle building exercise, effectively adds four calories per gram of protein consumed to your overall daily intake. Meaning, protein supplementation is more effective if you are matching it with muscle building exercise. That being said, 
replacing empty carbs and excess fat in your diet with lean protein, bioavailable protein, will result in still result in some body composition change, meaning there is still benefit to it. But ultimately, if you want to do that whole whittle your waist and create the lean muscle definition, then you need to understand that protein powder alone, protein supplementation alone is not enough, regardless of what that sticker says. You need to be meeting it with the correct exercise. Let's start with the question, how do I know then if I should be taking a protein supplement like protein powder? And this is a great question to answer from the beginning. Again, like I said, Consuming more protein, even bioavailable protein, will only result in fat loss as long as you're replacing excess empty carbs or excess fat intake, but will not necessarily result in muscle build, which is essential to actually creating sustained loss of inches. For many of my faster weight clients, my fitness and nutrition clients, the added protein powder is essential because it is really difficult for many of them, myself included, to consume enough protein in the course of a day, especially for those of us busy moms on the go. A protein shake is a great way to consume a midday meal of protein. In general, I try to consume approximately 100, 100 grams of protein a day. If I am really trying to cut, just to give you a sense of what macro changes might look like if I am actually trying to really cut Cut, when I say cut, that just means I'm creating like hyper muscle definition. I'm really trying to lean up. Then I'm shooting for approximately one gram of protein per pound of body weight, which for me is about 130 grams of protein. You guys, this is a lot of protein. I'm not even hungry enough to eat that much protein. But when I'm doing that, I am usually exercising more and I'm combining that with heavier weights. So this is why a concentrated shot of protein, when you have increased your exercise routine, especially if you've increased your strength training regimen, a shot of protein can be helpful in between meals, but I'm not necessarily using it as a meal replacement. You actually, I would be willing to bet, need more protein than what you are currently consuming. So again, if you want to figure out exactly how much protein you should be eating a day, then read or listen to the episode, The Truth About Protein and Weight Loss, to figure out approximately how much you should be consuming a day. And then you can consider what a protein shake, a concentrated boost of bioavailable protein that is easy to consume and on the go, would that benefit me? If so, now we need to chat which type of protein powder is the best. So to start, I want to help you understand, again, some of those labels that you are reading, that there are three primary types of protein powders that come from animal or plant-based protein sources. Animal-based protein powders would include, for example, dairy. Eggs are probably the more common animal-based protein powders. Plant-based, for example, rice, peas being common ones that protein powders are made from. And then these three types I'm going to share with you are broken down from the least concentrated to the highest concentration of protein. These are protein concentrates, protein isolates, and protein hydrolysates. Hydrolysates. I've heard it said both way, both ways. Tomato, tomato. So protein concentrates retain approximately 60 to 80% of the original whole food protein, leaving 40 to 20% of the fat and carbs. So to help you even process what I just said, let's take dairy, for example, a Dairy protein concentrate is basically 
filtered down to retain approximately 60 to 80% of the original protein from the dairy or from the milk, leaving 40 to 20% of the fat and carbs. Protein isolates then are filtered down even further than concentrates and retain approximately 90% of their original protein content. These also happen to be more expensive because, of course, you now have a higher concentration of protein. Protein hydrolysates or hydrolysates are the highest concentration of protein as the amino acid chains are actually broken apart, allowing for very quick absorption. Uh, The most common ones that I see just floating around on the shelves are protein concentrates and protein isolates. So let's break down three of the most common forms of animal-based protein powder. And then we're going to break down three of the most common plant-based protein powders from the whole foods that we eat. So we're going to chat three animal-based and three plant-based. First, animal-based. Number one, whey protein. Whey protein is a very, very researched supplement. It is highly, highly researched. It is a byproduct of dairy. So to help you understand exactly what it is, it's the liquid that separates during the cheese making process, actually. So for example, we love Chobani yogurt over here, the Chobani Greek yogurt. When you peel back the lid from the little yogurt container, you know, there's often liquid that sort of settles on the top of that yogurt. That is actually whey. So when we break it down, this whey protein, the concentrate form of whey still contains a fair bit of lactose because lactose is the sugar or the carb in dairy that some people have a significant intolerance to. But because the carbs are almost entirely filtered out of protein isolates, from what I understand, there tends to be less lactose intolerance. And if you do have an issue with dairy, it is possible that you would be able to tolerate a whey isolate. Again, probably you want to stay away from the whey concentrates if you have a lactose intolerance because of the dairy. But isolates and hydrolysates or hydrolysates are pretty well filtered out. Like those carbs, that lactose is filtered out. So there's that just to consider. One of the reasons to prioritize whey is that not only has it been widely studied, but it has pretty effectively been proven to increase muscle mass, aid in fat loss, and decrease appetite. It is very quickly digested by the body. And when paired with the proper strength training exercise, there has been significant research to show that it is a beneficial protein supplement for body composition change. Number two of the animal-based proteins, there's casein. Casein is also a byproduct of dairy, but a primary difference to casein is that it is absorbed much more slowly in the body, which means if you consume it, it is going to be digested, metabolized, and absorbed much more gradually over the course of the day. It is effective in building muscle, but it tends to be overall, per the research, it has been generally less effective than whey. Although there's some argument for the longevity, meaning it's kind of working for longer than whey. So again, is there a negative to casein? Not necessarily, but I would not say it is preferable to whey if you're just trying to choose one. Egg white protein. Eggs are a fabulous source of complete protein, very high bioavailability. It's a great complete protein. 
And they've also demonstrated a significant ability to reduce appetite and help you to feel full. So protein powders from eggs, they are derived from the egg whites. So an interesting side note is if you are trying to figure out how to increase your protein, I would actually suggest it would be preferable to simply eat eggs than to use egg white protein powder. Does that make sense? You're going to get more benefit by just eating the egg. Not to mention there's a bunch of healthy fat there. So go for it. Eggs. Plant-based protein powders. Pea protein. Now I've mentioned this before. I always joke I am a hashtag meatitarian. <laughs> I love my meat. I am an animal-based diet. I am definitely not a vegetarian or vegan. I never have been. I've done a lot of research because I have a significant number of clients who are. But I always like to give the disclaimer, I am generally less familiar with plant, strictly plant-based diets. But pea protein, it is no secret, is one of the most common protein powders for vegans and vegetarians or those who may have a sensitivity specifically to dairy and eggs. It is almost a complete protein. Not quite. Almost. Combine it with a couple other plant-based proteins and you'll get a complete one. But it has a comparative bioavailability to that of animal-based proteins, which is why it makes it the most common plant-based protein powder. That being said, based on what I have seen, I don't believe it is nearly as well studied as whey. There is research suggesting that it is as effective in building muscle. Again, we're limited. I don't know that at this point it can truly be stated to be as effective for sure as whey. But if you are plant-based, then pea protein would probably be the most beneficial plant-based protein at this time, especially if you're eating other bioavailable proteins to get your complete proteins in your diet. The second two, number two and number three, are brown rice protein and hemp protein. Brown rice and hemp protein powders have the least amount of research, but are also common in plant-based protein powders. Interestingly, hemp protein has the advantage of the healthy omega-3 fatty acids that, to my knowledge, none of the other protein powders really boast. So there's that advantage to it, but neither of these two protein powders are complete and both are pretty low in those key branch chain amino acids that I talked about in previous podcast episodes. So among plant-based protein powders, I would recommend one that is primarily pea protein for the best source of bioavailable protein. You have tried it all. Worried you will never lose the extra weight or reclaim the energy you once enjoyed? Want to achieve fat loss without spending hours in a gym or eliminating entire food groups from your diet? Well, now you can. In the virtual Faster Way to Fat Loss with Anna, my six-week fitness and nutrition program, you will learn how to pair effective 30-minute workouts with all-natural evidence-based nutritional strategies to leverage what you eat and when you eat to reset your metabolism and burn fat fast, even that stubborn belly fat. I am a dual certified nurse practitioner passionate about teaching sustainable strategies to promote fat loss and prevent disease. I have cheered on thousands of clients who have done just that with the Faster Way program. In my six-week program, the average client currently sheds seven inches of body fat. 93% report more energy and 89% state that their mental health has improved. 
100% of clients report they feel this program is sustainable. Curious to try the program but not sure if the strategies will work for you? Try the Faster Way strategies for free. Head to www.hammersandhugs.com and sign up for my free 7-Day Fat Loss Accelerator course today and start your own transformation story. So we've chatted about the types of protein powder. Hopefully you can better understand the labels you're reading. But Anna, I want an easy button. Which protein powder is the best? Just give it to me straight. Well, the bottom line, whey is the most effective protein supplement for losing inches and leaning up. It is the most studied, which could also add to these results. But research has consistently demonstrated that whey is especially effective. It can make you feel fuller. It can reduce empty snacking and overall calories. And in this case, adding whey protein powder could help you lose inches even without strength training simply because you're reducing your overall calorie intake as research has shown that whey has prevented excess eating or overeating. So it will ultimately diminish your overall calorie intake. Also, as a side note, from the research that I have done, please shoot me a study if you can prove that this is wrong. I cannot find a research study that is demonstrating with conclusive evidence that whey isolates or hydrolysates, isolates or hydrolysates are significantly more effective than whey concentrate. So if you're lactose intolerant and want the benefit of whey, I would try and isolate, but otherwise save some money and find a high quality all natural whey concentrate. Okay, keep listening. I do want to mention in the blog post on the show notes on hammersandhugs.com, there is an article that I linked that was done by Healthline. It is excellent. It includes dozens of research articles concerning some of these studies that I you know, flippantly mentioned. I don't cite every single one of them, but please visit that article so that you can actually see the sources of these research studies if you're interested in digging deeper. So choosing a protein powder. You've noticed that I mentioned choosing an all-natural protein powder. If you have not listened to the episode or read the blog post on why whole food nutrition really matters, then you need to do so right now. Download the podcast episode for later. But the bottom line is that the body was not designed to be fueled with artificial or processed foods. Just like we would fuel the engine of our car with the appropriate gasoline, the same thing is true of our bodies. And the truth is we were not meant to metabolize or function optimally with artificial or processed foods. So the green and white organic label is an easy button to all natural eating. However, it can also be an expensive one and it's not always necessary. So the below list, what is coming includes organic and natural powders alike. These are Some of these are animal-based, some are plant-based. These have all been highly rated per my research by nutritionists and fitness trainers alike. And then at the very end, I'm going to share my own personal favorite animal-based protein powder and plant-based protein powders from the same company that I can personally vouch for, including taste. Because let's be honest, all natural can sometimes mean all disgusting. I have had those protein powders that taste like dirt. No, thank you. So let's run through some of these. And like I said, I cannot vouch for the taste of all of these. I can vouch these are high quality and ones I would certainly try. I can vouch for the last one that I'm about to mention that it truly does taste good. Does not taste like grass or dirt or other green things that I just frankly don't want in my protein powder. So whey protein, garden of life, sport whey protein. That one happens to be 
organic. Hey parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Actually, I'm looking here. Nope, this one isn't. The one that I linked is not, but they also have organic if you're really passionate about things being organic. This one is all natural. This one is one of the highest rated. Garden of Life Sport Whey Protein. Now Sports Organic Whey Protein. Now Sports Organic Whey Protein. Naked Casein. Naked Casein. Naked... (laughs) Naked, by the way, is the name of the brand. Naked. So lean and so clean. Vanilla chai protein powder. This one sounds a little dangerous to me. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Maybe unless you really like chai. To me, I'm already tasting way too many weird spices. Just reading it. But if you love chai, this one might be delicious. I don't know. Or you might be like, well, that's terrible. Doesn't taste anything like chai. But you never know. I would go and read the reviews. Highly rated as a high quality protein, but who knows? Oh, I forgot to mention, I apologize. My notes are flipping all over the place. Um, For some reason, it cut it off, but Naked Whey is also highly rated. The company Naked, they have a Naked Whey and a Naked Casing. These are all natural ingredients. No other artificial junk. Naked is a good brand. Okay, back to the plant-based. Vega Sport Protein, plant-based protein powder. And then a company called KOS Chocolate Peanut Butter Protein. This one is a plant-based supplement. Let's chat about my very favorite one. (laughs) My very, very favorite brand is Orgain. They are a popular one. They have natural products. They have organic products. I first started consuming there. I was trying to find a really good all-natural or organic plant-based protein powder for my clients. Because in my fitness nutrition program, we take a hard left and we eliminate dairy and gluten just for six weeks. And you don't absolutely have to, but it is recommended if you've never done it before and you've been having belly issues to try eliminating to see if you could actually have a sensitivity to the two. So I was trying to find a plant-based one that actually tasted good. I mean, you guys, we eat all organically in our home. I am used to eating natural organic food. And there are so many plant-based protein powders that I think taste awful. They taste like dirt. Quite literally, they taste like dirt and other really weird flavors that I just... I want to enjoy my food, including my protein powder. Orgain Simple is a plant-based concentrate powder that I highly recommend. They have multiple flavors, chocolate, peanut butter, chocolate, vanilla. It is the best plant-based protein powder I have ever tasted. The one that we personally consume on a regular basis in our house is Orgain's Grass-Fed Whey Protein Powder. This is a whey concentrate. It is all natural. It tastes delicious. 
My go-to super easy, no fuss drink is I have one of those. I actually have an Orgain protein shake shaker bottle and I pour in 12 ounces of 1% milk. I put in one scoop of PB fit powder and one scoop of this chocolate protein powder and I shake it. Shake and not stirred. Super easy. Now to make it more delicious for my kids, I also drink it this way. I will put in a cup of ice, a cup of 1% milk, and then one banana with one scoop of PB fit powder, one scoop of chocolate or vanilla protein. It's quite delicious. Blend it up. Again, I've tried a lot of protein powders. This is the one that my husband and I have landed on. It is organic. The whey is is all natural. Again, I appreciate the nutrient density of plants and greens, but I don't want to taste them in my powder. I just don't. So what I was hoping to do was the fourth installment of this series on protein. I was hoping to give you guys a breakdown of some of the most delicious protein shake recipes that I could share with you because this would be a nice wrap up to this series, right? We've just talked all about protein, why a protein shake might benefit you. Well, then it would be great to have recipes to enjoy the yummy protein powders. Well, (laughs) okay. My research has effectively demonstrated one of the reasons, especially women are struggling to lose weight and lose inches because of poor marketing. I spent an hour, one entire hour, researching protein shake recipes across the internet, Pinterest. What I found was a lot of beautiful fruit drinks that had a dash of protein. They were basically sugary drinks with all-natural carbs, mind you, all-natural, delicious fruit. But you guys, these are not protein shakes. These are more like fruit smoothies with a dash of protein. I was finding protein shakes that were attempting to be faux desserts. This is, again, let me repeat, not a protein shake. Let's call it for what it is. I found one, you guys, I'm a huge fan of key lime pie. This is no secret. I have a delicious, easy key lime pie recipe on my blog. There was a protein shake recipe that I found called key lime pie. And it was basically a faux dessert. It looked beautiful. It had little like graham cracker crumbs on the top. There was a homemade whipped coconut cream or something to go on top. You guys, do not label this a protein shake. This is basically more like a smoothie. It is primarily sugar. This Most of these recipes had like 400, 300 calories per serving. Most of them had less than 15 grams of protein in. Stop trying to make health look pretty. If you want dessert, enjoy a piece of dessert. Stop trying to make health look pretty. Enjoy it for what it is. Have your piece of key lime pie. Don't try to make a protein shake out of one. (laughs) Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep your protein shake simple. So that being said, I could not find more than three protein shake recipes that I personally would be willing to associate my name with as a beneficial protein shake based on the last three episodes, this one and the last two that I have done. So I am going to create a dozen 
protein shake recipes that still taste delicious because food was meant to be enjoyed, but are actual protein shakes and not faux desserts. Again, stop trying to make health pretty. Those will be coming on the blog and make sure that you keep an eye on hammersandhugs.com. I'll be rolling these protein shake recipes out. And here is my promise. They will all be with around 300 calories because again, we're going for a midday snack, right? We're getting that protein shot in between meals because we want to improve you know, your, we want to decrease appetite so that when you go to eat, you're not overeating, right? We want that midday boost of protein. So they're going to all be approximately around 300 calories and they will not have less than 20 grams of protein because we want to hit that bioavailability and be able to benefit from what we are consuming. So that coming, let's not make health pretty. You want a piece of dessert, like you want dessert, have your dessert. Stop trying to make protein shakes pretty and like a faux dessert. So I hope the next time that you walk down the very overwhelming protein powder aisle, you feel a little bit more empowered to read the labels, understand the labels, and know which protein powder is best for you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts from today. Head to your preferred podcasting platform and give the show an honest review and let me know what you think. Remember, you cannot be redefined, only redeveloped one imperfect day at a time. Your story matters and you are loved.